Welcome to Tales Over Ales, What's Brewing? We're your hosts, Jill, Jess, Anthony, Michaela. During this podcast, we will be doing a power hour. So when you hear this sound, we will be doing a shot. Feel free to join us, but please do so responsibly. Tales Over Ales, What's Brewing? Welcome, welcome listeners to episode 18. 18. 18. And we are in the uh, Halloween mood, so we are doing uh, serial killers this episode. Yeah. And in honor of our serial killers, we're all drinking Bloody Marys. (laughs) 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 And uh, Michaela is really super thankful that this episode is the Bloody Mary episode because Bloody Mary is a known cure for a hangover. (laughs) And <laughs> she'd be hungover all day. Yeah, she came into the power hungover. Yeah. Yes. So good luck. Yes, I did. Good yeah. luck to all of us. And, uh... Oi! Oi. Oi. You're gonna hear a new sound this episode, because apparently our last sound has been removed. Very upsetting. Oh, these are delicious. Yeah, it actually is really good. <clears throat> so, serial killers. Um, what is the definition of a serial killer? I think it's anyone who kills more than two people at two separate times right and there's like a cooling off period in between yeah. so it's like a yeah, calculated right. two separate times killers man researching these serial killers was crazy uh-huh. yeah it wasn't just like when you read about like what these people are capable of it's like are they even human yeah like and they believe the stuff that they are thinking yeah like, yeah it's crazy some of them are crazy i mean it's insane. But um, I was looking on the FBI website um, to see what... Oi! Oi! I'm going to have to get used to doing oi to that sound. <laughs> I miss my drink. Um, the FBI uh, puts serial killers into three categories. So they're either organized, unorganized, or mixed. So if they're organized, they're like usually... Maybe they're married, they have a wife and kids, they have a job. Uh, if they're unorganized, they're kind of... I guess they're living on the outskirts of society, really, and then there'll be mixed versions. But there's also they also have categories for the motives, which I thought were pretty cool. So they have four motives that the that serial killers fall into. They could be a visionary, meaning that they he, they think God is telling them to do it, or they hear voices, or they think their dog is possessed. I mean, you've seen all of these when researching it. Yeah. Um, there's mission oriented, meaning that. They probably think they need to rid the world of prostitutes right. or gay people or whatever the case may be. Take you down know. the government or something. Right. Um, then you have hedonistic, which is just where they really... Oi. They really, really enjoy killing, uh, just for the fun of it. Um, and then you have the power or control hungry. So those are the... When the FBI is researching a serial killer, they put they will put them into those categories. Uh, Although there seems to be a lot of overlap, I'm sure, of, of multiple categories, but... So we all decided we were going to research a serial killer that we thought was interesting, and we're going to uh, learn about him. Well, you mentioned the motives. Uh, I also read about the signs. Let's see if any of us have any of them. Three signs of a serial killer. One of them is um, being cruel to animals, Mm -hmm. especially pets. It's usually smaller smaller defenseless animals, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they'll practice on animals first before they do it on mm-hmm. humans. Oh and then uh, another one is oi. 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 setting fire to objects. Mm-hmm. 
And then the third sign is regularly wetting the bed. Oh, yeah, I read that. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like bedwetting until their teens, sometimes later. Yeah. And why that's like why do sign. you think that is? Well, I heard. Is that a sign? I, I don't know. But what I've read was like uh, in most serial killers, not all, but most of them, there's a part of your brain that controls empathy. Mm-hmm. And it is either deactivated or very little activity in serial killers that they test. And this also, they believe, is linked to bedwetting while you're sleeping. Huh. It's also like the same part of the brain. So it's not as active as it would be in a normal person. Yeah. You don't feel empathy or sympathy for other people, which is like it will brutally murder multiple people. Right. Oh, I, well, I think we're okay. I don't think any of us have those signs, right? No. No. Yeah. Okay. So we're all safe here. Yeah, that's good. Good to know. Safe space. I'm relieved. We're <laughs> in a safe space. So, uh, why don't we kick it off with our first serial killer? Michaela, want to take it away? Yes, I do. So, I looked up the serial killer Richard Chase, also known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh, but he loved Bloody Mary. Um, so the reason why he's called the vampire of Sacramento is because he used to drink his victim's blood. Um, and he lived his life under a series of powerful delusions, um, that had in the long run fatal consequences. Don't talk to me. Oh, I know. Whoa. What were the illusions? <laughs> oh, wait. Oi. Oi. So he was actually, um... He actually turned up having um, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So he actually went into an institute later on in his life due to it in order to protect himself from himself. So it wasn't even like they were worried about other people. They were worried about him harming himself. Wow. But later on, it became deadly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he mutilated the bodies of six victims in California in the late 1970s. Um, early on in his life, he showed signs of mental illness. His father was very strict and sometimes physically abusive. And so due to that, he never got Richard any help mm-hmm. uh, with his mental illness or anything. And that's a huge uh, that's a huge similarity that most of the serial killers will have is that they were abused as a child mm-hmm. in some yeah. way. Oi. 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 Uh, as a child, he started setting several things um, on fire, small <gasps> things. He It's like the FBI knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> he frequently wet the bed. Oh, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> and he displayed signs of cruelty towards animals. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Um, and so actually these three habits are called the MacDonald triad have you heard of that or like the triad of so sociopathy Mm -hmm. right yeah you get it (laughs) yay (laughs) (laughs) um he actually said uh later on he thought at times so he actually started getting into drugs um prescribed pills all that stuff and so that didn't really help with his mental stability and he got so heavy into them that he started saying that his heart would stop and he thought, oi, oi. And he thought he was a walking corpse. So that, <laughs> oh gosh. Ron, like, 
I don't know, made his mind go crazy. Um, actually, he also started fearing that his heart was stopping. He had to take care of his body. So he thought he lacked vitamin C, so he would press full oranges to the skin of his forehead because he believed the brain would absorb the nutrients, like, directly from the orange. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Is that true? Anyone know? No. You want to try that? Does it actually work? You mean? Yeah. Oh, no. No, okay. No. I'm pretty sure she you got a sticky forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I got was a sticky forehead. Um, so at the age of 25, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, and he was institutionalized in 1975. They later released him because they thought they helped him enough to where he was no longer like um, a harm to himself. But then as soon as he got out, his condition worsened. and <laughs> But it was too late. They... Um, let him leave, but he was supposed to stay with his mom, but there was nothing binding him to actually stay there, like legally binding. Right. So shortly after, he just moved out, and he moved in with, like, these four guys, and they later started learning all of these weird quirks about him that they didn't like, and they asked him to leave, and he refused. He was like, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. So then they all moved out eventually one by one. So... Uh, he got the nickname Dracula in the hospital because the hospital assistants witnessed him kill and attempt to drink the blood of several birds. Oh my God. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, he okay. did this in an effort oh, wait. Oh, wait. to stave off the effects of poison that was turning his blood to powder. Right. He believed this, so oh. was that true? Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. That's what he thought in the hospital. The pills they were giving him, he thought it was poison. Mm -hmm. So um, then when he got out, he started killing small animals and would eat them raw or blend their organs with soda and drink it. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Oh, so he, he would do it, shit. but he would need a chaser. Right, yeah. <laughs> I need a Coke chaser. What a loser. <laughs> so, um, his killings started in 1977. So then also when you think about, he was in the hospital in 1975, and by 1977 he started killing. So he wasn't even in the hospital for that long. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Two yeah. Year, less than two years Well, later, not long enough, obviously, yeah. because he was crazy. <laughs> killing, <laughs> drinking blood, and oi. 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 Um, you need way more than two years to solve that. You need at least like three, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. So in 1977, uh, he was upset at his mother because she didn't invite him over for Christmas. So he was very mad. He was in a car and he saw a 51-year-old uh, man. He was unloading the groceries from his car to give to his wife. And he pulled out a pistol and shot him and just drove off. <laughs> Damn it, mom. I feel that rage. My mom doesn't answer the phone. Like, what could you possibly be doing that you're not answering yep. the phone when I, I call? She life. says that every what time. What are you doing? Yeah. I know. I get really upset. You are my, my mother. Too. Are you supposed to be there and answer the phone? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Who's yep. more important than your daughter? Right. No one. Hello. I mean, come on. I'm going to find some guy. I'm packing his groceries. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, take oh, it out wait. on him. Maybe not. 
Um, so that was his first killing. And then in, on January 23rd, 1978, he started realizing that he would just go into anyone's house that was unlocked. So, me reading this, I was like, man, I'm always locking my door now when I'm home alone. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Um, this pregnant this woman. This is what took you to lock you. You should be locking yes. your door anyway. Oh, I always lock the door. Yeah. yeah. Anthony does. You don't lock the door? She sometimes what? doesn't even close it. Okay, I what? close it. I close <laughs> it. No. I have a dog. <laughs> Why, you think because the building is secure? Yeah. You know they just people just let people in and drop off packages, right? You ever hear the UPS killer? Shut up. <laughs> I, made that one up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was, I don't know. Oi. 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 Go on. Locking your doors. Sorry. So, nineteen seventy-eight. A pregnant woman. He went into her apartment and he shot her three times and then stabbed her with a butcher knife before cutting out her organs and drinking her blood. Wait, he stabbed her with a butcher knife? Yes. Not hard. You gotta push a butcher knife to stab someone with it? Really? Why do you know that? Because think about a butcher knife. It's not sharp on the end. It's flat. Mm. Butcher knife is like a square. Isn't that like a... It, but it's sharp, though. The, yeah, if you chop, but to stab someone with it? I thought a butcher knife was like one of those big stick... Big no, a butcher knife is like those big square ones. Oh, I thought that was called something else. Anyways... He later confessed that he used a yogurt container as his cup when drinking his blood. Oi. Oi. <laughs> you gotta think how messed up that is. <laughs> yes, that's messed up. Like, also, it has to taste disgusting. It yeah. has to. Like, I mean, when you get, like, you ever get, like, a cut or something, or, you, you know, you split your lip. Yeah, suck on it. Yeah, and it, it, so I imagine drinking it. Like, that's just, you're tasting it mixed with your spit already. Imagine drinking blood. You know how thick that is? No, he mixed it with soda, you said, right? Sometimes and yogurt, that, apparently. That. He's making a parfait. But, He's making a bird's blood. But he blood, needed right? it yeah. to live. The, yeah. the bird's blood is what he, like, blended and drank. But during these killings, it was just straight from the body. Oh, well, he needed it to live. He was turned to powder. Right. Exactly. So, wait a second. He, this is the guy who would only go into the apartments if the door was unlocked. Mm-hmm. Because he felt like that was being invited in. Yes. So he thought he was a vampire. Yes. He must have actually really believed it. Because isn't that, isn't that what vampires do? Like, you, a vampire can't come into your... Like, the folklore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they that, can't come in unless they're unless invited. Unless they're invited. He, yeah. yeah, he thought it was, like, a way of them kind of, like, asking for it. Mm-hmm. In a way. Why would you leave your door on? Obviously, you're welcoming in whoever. Because mm-hmm. your door's unlocked. So he just went in. Yeah. And decided to kill that's what you do. <laughs> because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. You don't lock your door, I'm going to drink your blood. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You're going to learn today. Um, so his last killing spree was January 27th, 1978. So these are all like days apart from each other. <laughs> and this one was his most gruesome and disturbing one. When I read this, I was like, oh. man, this guy's messed up. <laughs> so, their door was unlocked. Oi. 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 Sounds like a doorbell, this sound. Um, oh, there was two ladies home and then a six-year-old and a 22-month-old. And... 
the he immediately shot the boy, who I believe was a six-year-old, twice in the head. And then they found the owner of the house in the hallway, partially cannibalized. Her stomach was cut open and multiple organs were missing. There was a failed attempt to remove one of her eyes. And her corpse had been so- sodomized. What is that? That's where you, you, you know, he probably raped her in the butt. Oh. That's what sodomized. It's when you stick something up the butt. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oi. Oi. There's a very, very awkward look between Michaela and Anthony right there. Michaela is not no. subtle at all. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggles eyebrows. No. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh. like, And Anthony's looking at me like smirking. <laughs> was not. No. Um, I didn't even know there was a clinical term for it. Sickles. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you know how Jill is about big words. <laughs> I know what sodomize means. How <laughs> <Now> you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, the baby was missing from the scene of the crime. And the decapitated corpse was found months later behind a church. So, what happened was... Oi. Oi. When he was on this killing spree... The neighbor, I guess, heard something or whatever, so she wanted to come check on him. So he didn't have enough time to kill the baby or do whatever, so he panicked, stole the owner's keys to their car, and took the baby and just drove off. Hmm. And then later did whatever to that poor baby. Yeah. Um, so when the neighbor was, like, suspicious of whatever she was hearing or whatnot, she came over, then she immediately went and called the cops. So the cops came. So he didn't have, like, a lot of time. Um, So when the cops got there, they saw everything. They were able to connect his prints were in the blood of, like, the victim. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of easy. Um, So the cops raided his house and found brains in his fridge. Um, And then all of the knives and everything. Everything was stained with blood. So that was also how they connected him to all these other murders. Um, so he was sentenced to death by gas chamber. Uh, I think it was six counts of murder he was charged with. And inmates were so scared of him that they kept telling him to kill himself. Because they were petrified of him. Like They didn't want him there, so they were just like, kill yourself. So he did that. He killed himself by overdosing on anti-anxiety medicine in 1980. Wow. Yep. He saved it all up. And then just and took that. it all at once. Mm-hmm. Well, that was great. You did quite a bit of research. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was... You even went into some real graphic detail. I know. I was kind of like, this is too graphic. No. Nah. He's yeah. a vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, that's, we were talking about that earlier. Oi. Oi. There are a couple of different, it seems like there are, like, a lot of serial killers are cannibals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just, it's crazy to me because like when I was researching this stuff, we were coming across a lot of different facts that people would, like people who ate people, like what they would say, like, like, uh, there was one who would only eat men because they said that the, the man's meat tastes better than women's meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another one who wouldn't eat fat people because they said that the, the meat was too salty and it was too much cholesterol in it. So I was like, Phew. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think it was Jeffrey Dahmer that said um, he would not eat people that had uh, tattoos because the ink made their meat taste weird. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> tattoos, chubby. I'm good. And I'm a woman, so I don't fit any of those things. I'm I safe. thought that was interesting, though. Yeah. Oi. 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 Because then it's, it's almost like, is it true? Do all those... Is all those things accurate? We yeah. won't. We won't know. It works yeah. the same for like animals, like a cow or something. If you get like lean meat or yeah, you know, that's fast, different. Uh, Grass-fed beef, like it all tastes different. Mm-hmm. Wild meat's different. I was gonna taste your meat. Ugh, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> but I think that I mean, obviously, cannibals. I mean, I would guess cannibals have to be serial killers because. No one's going to offer themselves up to be a meal for people who want to eat people, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's got to be the reason. They're just like, well, if you're a cannibal, you have to kill people. What are you going to do? Go to our Oregon domination store. Yeah. <laughs> Rate it. <laughs> Burger life. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're like hospital workers. Instead of taking organs somewhere, they're just bringing it home. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh my God. Organs <laughs> my God. We just pissed off the entire medical professional field. <laughs> Tell me ain't true. Um, <laughs> but I've got some uh, uh, interesting facts about the statistics of victims. So there have been, you know, there have been 9,515 victims of serial killers in Wait, the United how much? States. 9,515. It's not a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. But I mean, if you think about like the, like, I think the guy who in America that had the most victims, he had somewhere like Samuel Little. Yeah, what was it? It was like 600? He was confirmed, confirmed and convicted of 93. 93. But there was another one. There was a, no, that no. was non medical. The Shipman guy, he was a yeah. medical professional. Um, had, like, Harold Shipman. Yeah. He has the highest known victim count, which is 218 proven murders. Right. But, they think <laughs> why would oi right. why right. would we give her celery? This is what we're gonna have to listen to. <laughs> but yes, so he but had I think them- it's possibly two hundred and fifty, but he has the highest victim count. Right, so if you think of it that way, that's it could be nine thousand five hundred victims of of whatever, serial killers. But do you know forty eight point six are male, fifty one point four are female. Uh, of course. Yeah. Well, because it's usually white guys who have an issue with women. Isn't that so upsetting? That's the majority of it because, and then, and you always kill a serial killer will always kill in within their own ethnic, like most of the time they're killing their own ethnic group. So if they're really? if it's a white guy, they're killing he, he's killing other white people. So it's like it usually stays within that ethnic group when it comes to serial I killers. Why. But uh, D.C., Alaska, and Louisiana have the most total serial killings in the uh, in the United States. And oh wait, God, this is horrible. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> mukbang. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
They say that like uh, serial killers, like you talked about him, like sodomizing them. A lot of the time, it has to do with sexual. They have very strong sex drives, so a lot of the time, it has to do with sexual predators. Uh, you wouldn't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for your uh, contribution. Also, uh, the different there is a difference between male. They find that the difference between male and female um, serial killers is that women tend not to physically assault or mutilate their victims. Mm-hmm. That men do that more. Really? Oi. 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 Well, because women got a, they got other things to do. I'm not going to take their time mutilating body. I feel like when women do it, it's you because know? they hate you. Yeah. You had to do something. I can't see it. Eating meat and stuff. like this. Is this, I can't see a female doing it. Yeah. That. It's just not. It's a male thing. Sorry. What? Yeah, it's totally man. Out of all of us here, you would wind up being a serial killer <laughs> based on the stats. That's offensive. Alright, who's up next? Well, I really I'll go, but I I can't I can't follow that. That was great. <laughs> that was a great story. I mean that was great. You she did a really well good job. Hungover. Yeah, and uh I did Harvey Miguel Robinson. So he is one of the youngest serial killers in American history. And he was the first serial killer in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Oh, damn. Local boy. And he's currently sitting on death row. So he was apprehended when he was 18. And he's 45 years old right now. So a little bit of his background. um, Robinson's father, he was an alcoholic, physically and emotionally abusive to Robinson's mother. And then he eventually left the whole family. His father, he was later incarcerated for uh, the beating of his mistress. His father was? Yeah. So he had three victims. Oi. Oi. So his first (laughs) victim was a female. uh, She was 29 years old. She was a nurse's aide. And uh, he broke into her home. He raped her and then murdered her. What year is this? Damn, Michaela, come on. Well, you expect her to live to know the years? (laughs) Well, let's see. He's 45 now. He was apprehended when he was 18, so that's what, 20... Oi. Oi. That's what, 27 years ago? So it was 1997. The span of the crimes is from 1992 to 1993. He killed three victims in a one-year period. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) His second victim was... A 15-year-old female and was a newspaper carrier who he he abducted her on her on her oy. newspaper. Oi. <laughs> so thrown off. I got the crunching in my ear. I got this bell, which is creepy because we're doing serial killers. <laughs> this is like the, totally the wrong ringtone for this. Yes. Okay. He abducted her, he raped her, and then he stabbed her 22 times. Fuck. The third victim was uh, also a female. She was 47 years old. She was a grandmother, and he broke into her house, raped her, and murdered her. So he was all into, like, raping people. Mm -hmm. He didn't have no type. No. He's like, you a grandma? Okay. No. He stalked out his victims. Oi. 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 So... He had two victims that um, actually survived. Oh, shit. So one victim, um, she helped 
So what he did was he went into the house and he intended to kill her, but her, she was sleeping with her boyfriend. So he decided he's going to kill the, the five-year-old baby mm. instead. So he went in and he strangled the baby and raped the five-year-old. And somehow the baby survived. What? Mm-hmm. So that was one of the victims that survived. Another victim um, was older. Um, he came in, broke into her house, raped her, choked her, and she oh, got. Wait, she, or oh, she was actually able to uh, run away. And then he would sit and um, stalk her house so that he can go back and finish the job because he didn't want her to identify him. They actually used her as bait to lure, to lure him back, which worked. So he came back in, but there, the cops were in the house. He broke in. Cops were in the house. There was a shooting, and the police officer shot uh, Robinson. So Robinson ends up going to the hospital, and... <laughs> <laughs> what a dummy. That's how he was arrested and caught. <laughs> He turned him. He went, took himself to the hospital. Oi! So he's like, I just got into this shootout with police because I was stalking this female yeah. and I was shot. Please help me. I don't know if he said all that. No, right? No, it was implied. Get, he went to get medical <laughs> attention, and yeah. he was arrested there because he left, you know, a trace of blood. And then the cops were calling the hospitals, and mm-hmm. they found his dumb ass there. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but. That is so creepy. It almost reminds me of like Halloween. You know what I mean? When like Michael Myers is like stalking yeah. that woman's house, like, and she's just like waiting for him. Could you imagine being put in that situation? No. Like someone was stalking you. They almost had you. You ran away, and the cops now want him to continue stalking you. Yeah. 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 That's that is very creepy. Especially as a female, that's like I would shit that's myself every night. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, oi, oi. a lot of people get caught. Most of the serial killers get caught in stupid ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was, I think it was Ted Bundy that got caught. The traffic stop. Yeah, <laughs> he got caught. Yeah, he, he got pulled over because they thought he stole a car. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So he got yeah, pulled over that. The, yeah, they checked his trunk. Yeah, so it's like little things like that. It's always, we were just talking about this, where it was, we said it's usually like the little patrolman. Yeah. That wind up to get, like, they don't even know they just stumble upon this killer. You know? yeah. It's usually by luck that they just have yeah. to, you know, guess it. So he was arrested at the hospital. And, and then October 2019, Pennsylvania judge. Well, he was, he had several court hearings because he Boy. was sentenced Boy. originally one way, but then it was, like, peeled because the first victim, he... He killed her when he was 17, so it was like, it changed because, you know, you're considered juvenile. So anyway, he's on death row. But in 2019, a PA uh, judge urged Robinson to uh, consider donating his brain to science and told him that that's the one gift you can give to society. <laughs> and he said uh, he'll consider it. And that was, his name was Harvey Robinson, he said, right? Can you get this? Oh, yeah, what, what about this? Now I understand why people serial kill. Tales over ales. What's, What's brewing? I miss the drink. Yeah. The drink. Drink. Yeah. It really sucks that not having it really sucks. I'll find something. I want to talk to you guys about uh, 
Herman. Herman what? <laughs> oh, I think I say murder. <laughs> Herman. Oi. Herman Oy. Webster Mudget. Mudgeon. Now imagine, Mudget. imagine that's your last name. Curmudgeon. You got problems. That's your last name. You're angry. This guy was an angry dude. Yeah, that's uh, why. <clears throat> he's also better known as Dr. Henry Howard Holmes or H.H. Holmes. Okay. Um, he was known also as the Beast of Chicago mm. from, from his uh, killings. But he was America's first serial killer. So, um, he was born in 1861 in New Hampshire. He married Clara in 1878, had a son born in 1880. In 1882, he attended the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery, and he graduated. Um, it turns out that he was kind of violent with his first wife, so she left him. Oi. 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 And, uh, he made his way to New York. Uh, there was a rumor that Holmes was seen with a little boy that later disappeared in New York, but nothing, they never investigated it. I mean, it's the 1860s. So, um, they never investigated it. And, uh, you know, Holmes just moved to Philadelphia. That was his next stop. So at Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, he worked at a drugstore and mysteriously a child died after taking medicine that Holmes gave him. Um, so, he was getting a little bit, he was just a, he was a con man at heart. Like that was basically his thing. Um, he would, uh, sell, he would use cadavers in the University of Michigan, uh, school to do, have insurance fraud. So he would like take out life insurance policies on them and, and all that stuff. So he was kind of a con man. But now I guess he's, these mysterious things started happening with him and, and children. So he moved from there, oi, to Chicago, our favorite city. So, uh, he moved to Chicago. He officially changed his name to H.H. H. Holmes. And just to hide, you know, his past, uh, indiscretions. Um, in August of 1886, he got a job at a drugstore in the Englewood neighborhood. Across the street from the store was an empty lot. So he purchased it. And his, his plan was to build like a mixed use building on this lot. So he was going to build a two-story building, and the first story would have like a storefront. He intended on opening another drugstore, uh, and then the second floor would have apartments. Right. I just have one question: Is he still married at this point in time? At this point in time, he is still married. And then he was married to Clara. They ne- oi, yeah. they oh, never got right. divorced. He married again in Philadelphia, but it wasn't really legal. Uh, and then he married again once he got to Chicago. So he had three marriages, and that's why he was, he was also kind of considered a bigamist, because he had multiple marriages, multiple wives at one time. Um, but Clara was not with him, and I don't don't really know what happened to his other wives. It doesn't, it doesn't really have much information on that. So he bought this empty lot, and his idea was to open this building. So he was running insurance, you know, run, running insurance scams through there. He was getting investors to invest in this project and then stealing the money and all those kinds of things. So, uh, he was doing some just weird shit there. So, uh, when in 18, uh, in 1893, the Chicago World's Fair, the World Fair was coming to Chicago. And he decided that he was going to add a third level to this to this building, and he was going to open it up as a hotel for people who were coming in for the uh, oi for oi. the World's Fair. Now this hotel was called the World's Fair Hotel, but it actually wound up being more known as the Murder Castle. And in this hotel, um, he had soundproofed rooms. 
He had mazes of hallways, some that like led to nowhere. Um, the, all the rooms had chutes in them from the floor so that, uh, that would go directly down. So the idea was that when he had people in these rooms, a chute would and like open and they would go right down to the basement. In the basement, he had acid vats, quicklime, and a crematorium to dispose of his, of the bodies of these people. Um, so he had, uh, on the second floor, it was lined with different torture rooms. Some of them had like, uh, they were airtight with gas, like gas lines leaking into it. So he would basically rent out the rooms to these people oy, oh, who were coming in for the World Fair as a hotel. And a lot of people never, ever came out of it. So he would torture them. He'd murder them. And then the shoots would bring them down into the basement. And then in the basement, he had this massive setup of like a, it's like a surgery, medical instruments type of room. And he would take out their organs and their bones, and then he would sell it on the black market. So this guy's whole MO was to... Make, make money. money. Yeah, he was just a money maker. And that was how he did it, I guess. Well, Being a, a doctor didn't pay enough. I don't know. But he would sell, like, the skeletons to local colleges and universities. Yeah, but couldn't you just get them, like, from a graveyard or something? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if you wanted to dig, I guess. But he, I guess he enjoyed it at the same time. Yeah. So um, he'd sell the organs and, and all that stuff in the black market. So he, after that, uh, it started to become suspicious, this hotel. Obviously, people were going missing. Boy, so um, once it, people started to get on to him that something was going on, he and his business partner moved again. And uh, after uh, they moved, uh, he and his business par- partner came up with an idea that they were going to run another life insurance scam. And the business partner was going to pretend that he died so that he they can get the life insurance money. Except H.H. Holmes actually killed him and took the money. And it was for that murder that he got caught. And it was for that murder that he was convicted and sentenced to hang. Meanwhile, they're saying that he killed close to 200 people in this hotel. And he only got caught and convicted for that one. Well, after he moved and abandoned the building and everyone went in this building. They did. They went in the building. But, I mean, this was like 18... At that point, it was like 1895 or something. When they went in there. So there wasn't, oi, there wasn't a lot that they were going on that they caught this guy doing this stuff. You know, it was, it was kind of, uh, it, it was kind of just, he just kind of got away with it. So, so he hung for the murder, he hung for the murder of his business partner. And, uh, what he said, one of the last things he said was he claimed that he could not help the fact that he was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. So it was just in him. So it's called the murder castle. That's crazy. There are so many things that, that that's actually in. There was a show that it was in recently. Um, I think it was Mindhunters. They talked about it. It reminds me of like Saw. Yeah. You know? Like, I wonder if that, like, was, if that kind of was the inspiration for it. Maybe. But my whole thing is like how did they like connect him to all of this afterwards? Like there had to be like something... Oy. Oy. You know what I mean? Well, he people kept disappearing, and they would question him about it. But because he was getting rid of the organs, the bodies, he was he had a crematorium. It was at that point they couldn't. It wasn't like they could run DNA or anything at that point in time. So 
he was suspected of a lot of this stuff and they they couldn't prove any of it they could only get him on the murder of his business partner he himself confessed to 27 murders he confessed to 27 he named 27 people that he killed but they're saying that they think it was about 200 people that came through there for the world's fair that's great man mm-hmm. he's a creepy guy with a big like long <laughs> handlebar mustache and the bull cap you know oh, yeah yeah he's a real creep i just like think that the black market existed back then there was no the internet that's always existed oi but like how did it happen how did he sell these things right how do you just know who to get in touch to in order yeah. for the black market? Bad people will always find other bad people. Yeah. You ever notice that? But he, you said that they were selling... He was selling it to, like, universities and stuff like that. Like, they never questioned. Right. Like, the, they like never, where are you getting yeah. organs from? <laughs> well, the organs, I don't know if he was selling those to, to universities or hospitals. It just said that he was selling it on the black market. Organs and bones on the black market. But some of his skeletons did wind up uh, wind up at universities and they for were study. Like, Where did you get these? Well, he was a doctor, yeah. so nobody que- like back then it wasn't like questioned a doctor. You know what I mean? He it was just kind of he, he was a doctor, and he's like, I have this skeleton. <laughs> I don't know. To me, I would question it, but I guess back then it wasn't <laughs> like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But he played with all his all of his uh, all of his people. Most of them were women. Oi. 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 Um, so if you went and, and some of them, some of his victims were even people that he had come work there. He'd hire them to work there and then they would go missing. Mm. So they say it could be like 200 people, but he was the very first, uh, serial killer in America. So, uh, is the building still standing? It is still standing. It, it they actually turned it into a post office. In 1938, it became a post office. Mm. So somewhere there, it didn't say like where or, you know, the, but somewhere in the it was the Englewood neighborhood at that at that in, that time, so it's still standing. I think it's like super haunted. Probably. Who would ever want to go, go in there. there? I would. <laughs> That's creepy. You ever think like we don't hear of serial killers anymore nowadays? You know, mm-hmm. you think it's because it's so hard. Oi, oi, oi. What? To, no, like, you definitely still hear about serial killers. Yeah. I never hear about serial killers anymore. They said something like. Since 1980, there are 220,000 unsolved murders in the United States. Still unsolved from 1980. There's a whole group of people that actually believe, and they're kind of, they work with law enforcement, but they're more like researchers. They wrote this article where they think that right now, there could be about 2,000 active serial killers in the United States. But they're not connecting, you know, you would think it'd be hard, it would be easier to catch them because of all the technology we have. Yeah. But the technology also aids the serial killer in going undetected. So it actually makes, it helps them as well. So even though it helps the police and the FBI catch people, it's also helping them not get caught. So it's like a double-edged sword. But they're saying 2,000. How's that? Oi. Well, I guess because like, they know what the police are looking for, right? Yeah. So you like hear everything now. It, you have, If you can hack into things, even better. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, but there could be like two thousand active serial killers right now in the United States. I read the article, and then another guy in the FBI was like, "I, I think it could be about maybe three or four thousand. <laughs> two thousand is kind of low." Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, if you think about it, you don't if uh like over the span of time that's that somebody is a serial killer, like your serial killer 
his murders were like in a week span or something, two week span. Yeah. So it was like a, it was more where you could probably link them together. But if you have a serial, like that guy, Little. Yeah. Sammy he, Little. Was, he was arrested in California a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he was doing it for 35 years. Yeah. And he was arrested in 2015. Mm-hmm. And his murder started in 1970. Yeah. And they, they confirmed he's killed over 93 people. Yeah. They suspect he's killed over 93 Boy. Boy. Yeah. Boy. I just think that, like, now, like, if there was, like, a serial killer, like, in the area, like, how do you think you guys would, like, react? Like, if there was, like, five murders in, like, a month, would you be scared? Well, I mean, I guess it would depend on what the victims are like, right? I remember, uh... Chubby tattoos. Oh, right. damn, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, then I'm scared. I scared them. I remember a while back when they had the that DC sniper. Mm-hmm. Everyone was terrified. Mm-hmm. Everyone was terrified to get gas. Getting gas yeah. was like the most terrifying thing you could do in your whole life. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. I know like when my, like my, my mom will talk about like the son of Sam. Yeah. Because that was around the time yeah. that she was at the age, close to the age of the victims and how scared everybody was with, that had daughters. Because this guy was just going around yeah. killing women, you know. That was also the same time as the boy, the, the Zodiac killer, right? I think so, but the Zodiac was West Coast, right? I don't remember which one's which. Yeah, I think so. Son of Sam was in New York. Yeah, I know one of them is New York, one's California. Yeah, so the Zodiac was in California. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'd be scared. I would be scared. But I mean, if you think about it, you have no, you really don't know anybody. Like, yeah, you come into contact with. We could be serial killer in this building. The Zodiac Killer was never caught, right? No. Was Son of Sam caught? Yeah. It was. I read about the serial killer. Uh, I don't know. I forgot the name. Maybe you guys know. You know better. But he was actually the reporter. And he was talking about the serial killer. And he was writing about it. This and that. And then he actually turned out to be that serial killer. Oi. Oi. Oh, no. I don't know. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. I did this. I looked at this thing where you get serial killer names. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Michaela's was the best. Oh my gosh. So Anthony's uh, serial killer name was um, Back Alley Disemboweler. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Jess's serial killer name was Boxcar Mangler. Oh, oh that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. It's yeah, got a nice ring to it. That wouldn't be me. Nah, I don't sound like you. You don't sound like someone who mangles. No. No. Uh, but Michaela's was my favorite. <laughs> Once again, she's just got the right uh, initials for this game. Uh, her serial killer name was Playground Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> I like, That's perfect. That was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? <laughs> no. What? What was yours? I didn't do mine. You never. You I don't do. do I don't Come do on. mine because Jess and I have the same exact initials. So you know. It's gonna be the same thing. Oi. Oi. And then I found one where it's like, take the last name of, the last letter of your last name. And I was like, oh, this is one I could do for both me and Justin. I was like, wait, no, I can't. She's got my last name. <laughs> well, not if you do one test for her and then different, the other test for you. Yeah. I have a, I have a good serial killer name for me. This is definitely who, what my name would be, but, um, I can't think of what, you know, when you, like squish somebody, you sm- like oh smother, no not smother, like, crush, s- smuggler, s- s- smother, 
What are you trying to do to this person? <laughs> I want to be like the snuggler's mother. Oh, you just you just oh, wait, you just kill them with cuddles. Dick chomper. <laughs> Poor Anthony. <laughs> no, you'd do that, and like you would write notes to the FBI, and you'd sign it, the Dick Chomper, and the FBI would be like, "No, we're not calling you that. <laughs> yeah, we're calling you whatever. We're we not want. releasing this to the papers." Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh, my turn. Yeah, your turn. It is Anthony's <clears throat> turn. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's our sound effects. Anyway. Sound effects machine. So for my serial killer, I did Edward Theodore Gein, a.k.a. the Butcher of Plainfield or the Ghoul of Plainfield. Joe, do you know about him? Oh, I. Oh, I. Oh, I. He's a famous one. It all started in 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay, so he was born, uh, he had one older brother and his mom and dad, right? So his dad was a horrible raging alcoholic and his mother was a uh, super fanatic religious person and uh, she always taught uh, Ed and his brother that uh, everyone was sinners, horrible sinners and all going to burn in hell except for uh, their mother she was the only one who was good and uh, all women were only put on this earth to uh, seduce and seduce them of lust. And that all women were evil, except for his mother. Okay. So his dad later on died of a heart attack. Wait, oh, wait. When he was a little boy. And then he was left with just his mom. And then once his dad died, his mom became even more fanatic and religious and moved them um, out of lacrosse to Plainfield, Wisconsin. It's a tiny town in Wisconsin of less than 700 people. And they lived on the outskirts of town in a secluded farmhouse all by themselves. And uh, they weren't allowed to have any friends. Uh, the only time they were ever allowed to leave the house without their mother was to go to school. And they had to come right back home. Then uh, when Ed Gein was a teenager, his, uh, his house got caught fire. And half his house burnt down. And his brother went missing. And they thought that his brother uh, died in the fire. But later, like a week later, the police found his brother in the woods with his back but his head smashed in. Oh my gosh. Oi. 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 Um, for some reason, they never investigated his brother's murder. They just said that he died from smoke inhalation. Hmm. Very weird. Hmm. So anyway. So then... Ed Gein was left with just his mother, so it was just him and his mom living in the secluded farmhouse where they never left. And then eventually, uh, his mom died from a stroke, and then he was like this weird guy that lived in a farmhouse all by himself, never went to talk to anybody. The only time he would go to town was when he needed supplies. So in 1957, um, there was a hardware store owner. And she didn't open the hardware store. It's a tiny town, 700 people, so it was like everybody knew each other. So she didn't open the hardware store one day, so everyone thought it was weird. So her, her son went to go check on her, and her son happened to be the sheriff. Boy. 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 And he opened the hardware store and found a trail of blood leading from the counter all the way to the back door. 
and then tire tracks through the snow out. So they checked the sales ledger and just by happened the last person to be in the store that bought something was again. So they just checked his house by, uh, just by luck. So they went to his house. Uh, he had no running water, no electricity. So it was at nighttime and they went in and he wasn't home. So one of the cops seen that the shed door was cracked open a little bit. So he's like, let me just check this out real quick. So they opened the shed and with the flashlight they seen. Uh, the owner of the hardware store was hanging by meat hooks from the roof of the, the woodshed where her head cut off. Gosh. So they, they arrested again. Boy. Boy. They went in and they searched his house and what they found in his house was horrible. <laughs> it was a horrible, gruesome discovery when they opened his house. So they found <clears throat> human body parts and bones laying all over the floor. All over everywhere. They found uh, a wastebasket made out of human skin. They found uh, he had reupholstered all his chairs out of human skin. Um, he had, <clears throat> excuse me, he had skulls on the four bedposts of his bed. He had, mm. uh, soup bowls made out of human skulls. Like he cut the top of the skulls off and turned them into soup bowls. And oh that's what he ate with that. Um, they also went into his room oh, yeah. boy, where they found a corset made from a female torso that was skinned from the shoulder to the waist. Okay. They found leggings made out of female leg skin. They, f they found multiple masks made from female skin. Okay. Then uh, the hardware store owner that, that they found dead in the woodshed. Uh, they went into his basement. Or not his basement. His garage. And they found a, a black kettle. And uh, they found her heart boiling in the kettle, in the garage. Like he was going to eat it. Um, they then found a belt that he made out of human skin. They found belt buckles that he made from female nipples. Oh. They found <laughs> four people's noses in a paper bag in his kitchen. Oy. Oy. Okay. Uh, they found... Uh, pair of lips that he made he's sewn into his window shades like like human lips like from your face yeah. sewn them on his window shades so like the sun shines through it looks like kissing the ground uh, he had uh he had a lampshade that he uh made out of human skin and he had um an entire jar full of female fingernails oh my gosh so they arrested Eggie. yeah <laughs> and he was sent to a a mental health facility and he was charged with the murder of that hardware store owner who's also charged with the murder of a um, local tavern owner that went missing in 1954 so three years earlier um, because they found her head in his house so they charged him with that murder so he was charged with two murders and Oy. Oy. he was also known for a for robbing graves like he would go to local graveyards and dig up uh, body parts and steal the corpses and take them back to his house. So he was charged with two counts of murder and nine counts of body snatching. 
uh, he went to a mental health facility and was found unfit to stand trial. So he stayed in the mental health facility until 1968, where then he was then found mentally fit to withstand trial. So he stood trial, and then he was found legally insane and sentenced to life in mental health facility, where he stayed until 1984, where he died at the age of 77 from liver failure. So he was charged and convicted with two counts of murder and nine counts of body snatching. Um, he never admitted to killing anybody ever, even though they found... Uh, mm -hmm the dead body um but he was believed that he's killed up to 40 people boy boy and that he's robbed over 100 graves which he's also never committed to mm -hmm. and then they would ask him well how did you get all those body parts and he would say sometimes i would black out and go into a daze and sometimes i would wake up in a cemetery with a shovel in my hand i don't know how i got there and then he would go home he's like and sometimes i'd wake up and i would be in my house and then be all these new body parts but he's like well I do something with it. So he was a practicing taxidermist. So that's what he would do. He'd just practice taxidermy. But yeah, t uh, he died in 1984, and uh, he never admitted to a single murder. Oh my god! I mean, think about how much skin you need to make mm -hmm. all those things. That's yeah. nuts. And um, Norman Bates from uh, the movie Psycho is uh, based off uh, Ed Gein, mm -hmm. and uh, Buffalo Bill. From Silence of the Lambs is based off him. Oi. What was the other one? Put the lotion in the basket. Right. I don't remember who the other one was. Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. The Texas Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is also loosely based off Eggy. Like how he wears that skin mask. Sick. Yeah. So he just wanted to wear human flesh? No. So what happened was he would... Like, they, they found, like, most of the bodies, like, oh, most of the graves he would dig up, or like, most of the, the two people that he killed and most of the bodies he would snatch up were overweight, middle, middle-aged women who reminded him of his mother. And then he would take, he would, he was a practicing taxidermist, so he would skin them and take their skin off and then wear it to look like his mother because he was so obsessed with his mother. Because he was never allowed to have any friends. His mother yeah. told him all women were evil except for her. So And he lived with just his mom for his whole life. So he was like obsessed with her. Boy. Boy. So when she died, he went crazy and made himself into his mother. Her human skin. So all his victims were like people who resembled his mother and looked. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. he's Yeah. Imagine walking into that house. The police said it was like the most horrifying scene they've ever seen. And like, it's like small town Wisconsin sheriffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't deal with stuff like that. Like, they the deputy didn't like, even oh have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, in, in Eggie's house, they also found a bag of wilted vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with that? What, like the lips? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, also, How do they, they wilt? Also, what they said was... Uh, like, yeah, oh. No, like a bag of it was a bag of prunes, and they were just mixed up. There's like, there's gotta be vaginas. Look at everything else. Yeah. Everything else is made of skin. Boy, <laughs> what they would do is like uh, some of the graves that he was known to rob. Like they would go to those graves and they would, you know, dig them back up after he was arrested and check. And a lot of like the organs from those, like they he left the bodies, but like would take the organs out and stuff. But they never found the organs. But then they found that one lady's uh, heart in the kettle. So they just uh, they just thought that he was like just eating them. Like you have to be a real psychopath for all those. Like, some of those movies that you mentioned are, yeah. like, 
Those are those are big serial killer movies. You're yeah, so scary. You people. inspired, you know, numerous movies. Yeah. Like, not only that, it's not even like he just like murdered and killed people. Like he sat there for hours, like skinning them and making bodies. things. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I've got to reupholster this chair. You know how long it takes to reupholster a chair? You got to skin a body. Skin? No, he would he would like fillet a whole skin and then reupholster to share with it. It was oh like, my God. you know what I mean? Oi. 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 And it was weird because like they would like go through his kitchen and then like open a paper bag and be like, oh, noses. Like, <laughs> 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 what's in this jar? Oh, fingernails. Yeah, all right. Oh, that's bad. That I. Uh, this is why to be such a bad serial killer because I can. Because you feel empathy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but fingernails. Could you ever take off someone's fingernails? No, but that's exactly why you couldn't be a serial killer, because you feel empathy. Serial yeah. killers don't feel empathy or pain for you. Yeah. Like, that's how they do it. They're, they have no You're conscience. concerned about the fingernails? Yeah. <laughs> you hear Let everything else? You want to go down the list again? I think she's focusing on the wrong thing. No. No, I, I understand what you're saying, because when I watch, like, horror movies... And like people are being tortured, like in the movie, like hostile or something, yeah. and someone rips off their fingernail. God. I'm like, oh, I gotta I turn it off. Yeah. I gotta turn it off. Or like, when in yeah. scary movies where they put their hands on the ground, and they're getting pulled. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, or like the one Saw movie where her hair gets tangled in this thing and it's pulling her hair off of her head. Oh, I don't like these. I'm like, oh my. That's too much. No, you know what's the worst? You ever see that movie, The Strangers? Yes. How, like, it's based on a true story. Yeah. And, like, you see the end when, like, they tie that lady to the chair and they slowly push the knife into her? Yeah. Oh, that's just, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, just, like, you could stab me a hundred times, like, whatever, but don't slowly do it. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it's torture. There is a band uh, based out of Chicago, and they're called Macabre, mm-hmm. and they do murder metal. And they have a catalog of songs that are devoted to all the serial killers. No way. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, Chicago's got some pretty famous serial killers that were either in Chicago or linked somehow to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ted Bundy, uh, Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Whole bunch. That guy you just said. H.H. Holmes, H. H. yeah. H.H. Holmes. Yeah, because it was Bundy and Gacy who sat in that bar. Yeah. That serial killer bar. Yeah. One of our, f- oi, oi, one of our favorite dive bars in Chicago. Who's favorite? Yeah. My, uh, my Anthony's, I guess. Yeah. Um, did you guys know that one in four people are capable of being serial killers? You just made that shit yeah, up. Yeah, you made this making shit up. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between being capable Jill, Jill's and going through with it. Like, bugged out first. I was like, she one, started two, looking around three, the room. Four. <laughs> it's gotta be Michaela. She's like, one, two, three. Oh my god, there's four people. No, we all know. Any of us were to be a serial killer in yeah. this room. Everyone on a count of three, say who it would be. One, two, three. Anthony. Anthony. What? <laughs> <laughs> you say you going you, Michaela can't ever leave you. You're going to put her in a basement. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys weren't going to pick on me, huh? All right. He's going to get us back. Yeah, that's probably was not a bad idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. Do you know there are six phases of the serial killer cycle? Phase one. Phase one. The aura phase. This is where the serial killer begins to lose grip on reality. Phase two. The trolling stage. This is where the serial killer stalks a victim or searches for a victim. Phase three. The wooing stage. This is where the killer 
lures the victim. Step four, or stage four, capture. The victim is entrapped. Phase five, murder. This is where the murder takes place. This is the emotional climax for the serial killer. And then phase six is actually depression. They get very, very depressed after killing. Because you get that high and then it's like a crash. Yeah. So they got to do it again. So they got to keep doing it. Like a drug. Mm-hmm. Oh, until you got to stage five, I was like, this is, sounds very familiar. Why? <laughs> like dating? <laughs> sounds like dating. <laughs> sounds like dating. My dating experience. <laughs> <laughs> With me? <laughs> Read them real quick. Aura. Okay. So it, am I the serial killer in this sense? You're the serial killer. Aura. I'm I the begin victim. to lose grip on reality. <laughs> These two. I'm ser- I'm stalking my victim. <laughs> oh, he's fucked. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah, watch this. Wooing. <laughs> yeah, I always said I was wooing you. I'm luring you. <laughs> Capture. <laughs> now you stuck. We married. <laughs> I guess we'll stop there. Mm-hmm. Except I'm killing it being a wife. You are killing it. Brunch. Tales over ales. What's brewing? Next podcast we have Halloween. That's our Halloween party. Halloweeny. Michaela won't be here. I will not be here. So if anyone wants to call in and say things wrong, <laughs> we'll hand out our number beforehand. So, so yeah. Uh, People listen out there. Jill's phone number is. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, write it down. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun though. I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah. Her personal email is. Beep. <laughs> Beeped out. Beeped out. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's close it out. Dummy, <laughs> what a dummy! Boy. You're not a dummy. All Boy. right, so everybody here, if you can be. In one of each other's heads for 60 seconds, who would you choose? You. Me? Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Because of that laugh. (laughs) 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 Ah, jeez. I don't know. Whose thoughts would I want to know? I would be in your head because you are always thinking. Your head's always... You would not want to be in my head. Yeah, for that reason. See, that reason right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no, because I'm just constantly thinking things at, at, at 100 miles per hour. I know, but I just want to... What the hell are you thinking about? It's exhausting. Like, what? I just want to see how your brain operates. I always imagine Jill's brain... Uh, it's like, you know when you watch movies? And there's like... Oh, oh, and there's like a genius and they're trying to solve a problem. So like, math equations are flying <laughs> through the air. Like, that's how I picture her brain. I, I Honestly, I'm very flattered, but I don't get that. People keep saying that about me. And I remember I said to you the other day, I was it's, like, why do people say that I'm smart? It's because I'm not of the way you this. solve problems and like you think so intensely about it. I'm like, you're so good at math. I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand people who are good at math. Like, that bothers me. When people are able to like figure out complex math in their head, like, I want to cry chop you in the throat. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know who I pick. I there's a reason I pick all three of you. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be in Michaela's head because I would want to see what it's like in there. <laughs> but why? I could just stop there. But, but there was she more just, to that sentence. <laughs> she just lets everything out. Like there's yeah, nothing but left. I, I would like to see what it's like in there when she's trying to say something and it doesn't come out right. Mm-hmm. You know, like when. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that moment. I'd love to be in there for the moment 
Oi. Oi. Where you're saying something and as it's coming out of your mouth, you're realizing that that's incorrect or crazy. All right, it's like this. You know when you're driving your car in the snow Mm. and it's like, oh, I got to leave. And then you bullshit with someone and then you leave 10 minutes later than you wanted to. And now it's snowing bad outside. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I got this. So you start driving and your car starts sliding in the snow and you're like, oh, shit, I don't got this. Yeah. That's that's, that's that's what what it's like inside. (laughs) And then I think I want to be inside Anthony's head uh, because. You'd be bored up in there. he's, He's so sarcastic. And I feel like usually people who are sarcastic probably keep about 80% of it in the head yeah. and don't say it out loud. So I'd like to hear all of it. No. You'd, you'd <laughs> you wouldn't want me to hear all you of know, it. No, you'd be bored up in that. You'd be so bored. You'd be like, what the hell is this? Nothing. And then you're so closed off sometimes. Mm. You're very like, you keep thinking a lot of things in. So I would love to be in your head. Mm. Oi. See what you really think. Oi. Oi. See what you really think Oi. about things. I like that question. That was a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. That was a very good question. Makila, would you like to respond to the question? Do you know what the question was? Yes, I know what the question was, and I don't really know because I was kind of thinking Jill, but then I was like, I don't want to be thinking all the time. (laughs) It's 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You're not stuck in there forever. It's still a lot. It's still a lot. But yeah, I I would choose not to be in my head if I could. That was this follow-up question. Oi. 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 But then if I was Anthony's head, I couldn't do that. Why? I would just think about it downstairs. <laughs> That's what you yeah, do it should be 60 seconds of masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't, I, I, I don't, know, I, I don't I, know what you're going to do with the other 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take it back. I don't ever want to be in Michaela's head. <laughs> Because all that's going on, there's just dicks up there. Just, <laughs> that's all that's up there. Yeah, flying. It's like you ever seen a movie Super Bad when his lunchbox falls open? It's all his dick. Dicks. That, yeah, that's her that's brain. That's Michaela's brain. Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and she's fine with that. And she's proud. Yeah. Ain't no shame in my game. So probably she's Jess. your friend. So probably Jess. <laughs> I feel like Jess. If you like Jess's brain, to me, I always feel like oh anyway. It's probably like this, like, like, I always think it's probably like a stoner lounge. Because she's so chill. You know, like, she doesn't smoke, but I feel like you'd go up there and she'd be like, come on in. And there'd be big fluffy couches everywhere. And the people would be sitting on the couch, but with their feet up on the wall. You know, she'd it's like, like that kind of place. She'd be like, welcome to my crib. Yeah, welcome to my crib. What do you want? You yeah. want something? Want me to whip you up some, uh, whip you up a little snack? You want some nosh? Uh, yeah, you want nosh and some big wrap shrimp out of nowhere? Just like make this up. You know, it's just, it's just it's very chill up there. Everyone's wearing sweatpants. Yeah, right. Everyone's wearing bloomers and sweatpants and happy. Yeah. Got no like no watches on, <laughs> right? Yeah, and no clocks on the walls. I can't. I couldn't live like that. But I'd okay. like to see what it's like. She's for like, seconds. we don't rush around here. Mm-hmm. We take our no time. Rushing. Yeah, yeah. Just well, like the other day. Oh, she had Oi. to go to this. Um, she had something to do, so she had to be somewhere at like two o'clock. So. She's like, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's like 1230. She's like, I'm going to run to shop right real quick because she had to get a couple things for me to make dinner. So I said I was going to school. She no, no. Okay. So we needed like one thing from shop, right? Right. So all of a sudden it's like, I, I'm, it's like two o'clock and I call her and I'm like, where are you? Um, oh yeah. I just got to shop, right? So how are you been? 
Lytle. That's not right. She's going no she, privacy. She's Lytle, CVS, Rite Aid. I'm like, you, and then she comes back and she's like, I'm late. I'm going to be late. I said, why, if you knew you had to be a half an hour away at two o'clock? Yeah. Why would you go to, oh, I thought I would have more time. It was like, you, there's no concept of time. No. Oi, in Boy, your head. Oi. At all. But it, it worked out in my favor. Yeah, it worked out. It, it always does. You just chill. Everything just kind of works out for you and <laughs> all the time. Like it was me. Like I was panicking for her. She's like, babe, where are you? Seriously, come on. Where are you? You said like, eat? she's like, I get home. And she's like, you need to eat before you leave. And I'm like, okay. So, so she sits, she makes a smoothie. She sits <laughs> down. She gets her puzzle out. I'm like, I was like, like, I felt like screaming. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like screaming. <laughs> That's like the time we were in Seattle. And like, when I, when you travel with me, like, you guys know, mm-hmm. there are times, there are times for things. Times we're going to be in the car. Times we're going to be at the place. Times. I never missed a flight my whole life. I'm a flight you miss. Two. Yeah. So we're in <laughs> Seattle. And coming home from Seattle, she goes, just let me worry about oi. oi. Let me oi. worry about the traveling. I got this. Let me, you're always doing it. Let me, I'll take care of it. I said, okay, I'm going to relent. She's like, you need to learn how to give up control. So I said, okay, here you go. You, you, it's your responsibility. I'm not going to complain. We missed the flight. We missed the flight, whatever, whatever you want. So then we're, still we're sightseeing and it's the morning that we have to leave and our stuff's still at the hotel and we're walking around there she's like well i'll check this store out i want to check this store out i'm like this i couldn't tell you how sick i was like because it was it was i would have already been at the airport but this was like we were gonna get there like 15 minutes before boarding you know so and i'm like in my head i'm screaming at the top of my lungs and she's like let's go in the map store let's go here we made you it loved globes and i wanted you to pick out a globe that you like this and that she could she was losing her mind she had to call her mother she was losing yeah, her i called mind. my mom outside. i said mom i don't think i'm gonna make it home <laughs> <laughs> she goes why and i tell, oh, wait, tell her the whole thing and she's like this is good for you I was like, anyway anyway we hope you enjoyed our serial killer episode Serial killer. Eh, 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 eh. Right. Serial killers. Serial killers. Killing in serial. Killing <laughs> serial. <laughs> Killing a lot. Delicious bloody Marys. Bloody Marys were delicious. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was a good touch. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Chill. Mm-hmm. Jillian. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tune in next week for our Halloween party. Yeah, Halloween party. We're Bring celebrating. Yeah. To bring your costumes. We're celebrating Michaela not being here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys we'll miss her. Miss me. We'll miss her. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Adios. Peace. Peace out. Bye. Hey, great job. You completed a power hour with us. Tune in next week for more trash talk with your favorite brute chachos. Follow us on Facebook for all the updates and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tales over is What's Bruins?